Moving into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Set and underway for Moody on the Mic. Welcome back to another episode of Moody on the Mic. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me, the new Premier of Victoria, Peter Moody, the resident Rain Man, Tom Hackett. And, of course, Anthony Myth and Moods. Um, no, you're not the new Premier of Victoria. You, we're a bit, bit late recording today because you've been at a lunch. Cashy, cashy. Um, <laughs> usually I'd, um, I thought that might mean you're in pretty good spirits. A couple of Forexes. Uh, no, no cashy, no cashy, Rog. Uh, I was amongst some very learned uh, AFL uh, royalty this afternoon at, at the Van Sang uh, lunch at the Sofitel in Melbourne. So uh, I departed early to come home and do my uh, duties with uh, you good folk. Um, probably should have stayed for an extra few hours, but uh, I know how much it means to our one listener in Nigeria that we get this podcast out on a Wednesday evening and uh, he can get the early markets uh, on ladbrokes.com. What did you talk about at an AFL luncheon? I didn't talk, Roger. I was a guest. I just went along ah. and... Uh, Sat there and listened and uh, watched for a while and had a bit of tucker and bolted before the parking inspector. The parking inspector was four cars away. I timed it a nicety. I put in the two-hour parking meter. I was two and a half hours. He was walking down the road with his camera and his bit of chalk and his ticket machine. And he was four cars in front of mine. And I bounced in and did a U-turn and up yours. Always ahead of the um, the, con- the constabulary, aren't you, Pete? You're just one step ahead all the time, aren't you? As, as well, for you, Rog, why, why would you just assume that Pete would be speaking? Not everyone wants to hear the fucking world according to Peter Moody every Wednesday. No. Well, clearly, the bloke in Nigeria does. Hey, uh, <laughs> what they might be interested in, though, is um, is the form of a couple of uh, very nice horses last weekend, militarised in the Golden Rose. Outstanding. Magic from the magic man, Joe Marrera. That was a beautiful run. A few of us tipped it here on the podcast at good odds. Um, and Stepati in the Guineas Prelude. Ray Manor, it's setting the Guineas up, the Corporal Guineas. I can't remember whether it's Neds or Ladbrokes anymore. But it's um, the Corporal Guineas is setting up as a very, very tasty affair with uh, certainly those two at the head of the market, I'd imagine. Yeah, they certainly do dominate the market at the moment for the Caulfield Guineas, Rog. Uh, Stepati was uh, backed into a, a clear favourite in Caulfield Guineas. Uh, favouritism after it's winning the Caulfield Guineas prelude. And then uh, 45 minutes later, Militarise comes out and, and takes that Caulfield Guineas favouritism right back. And we have seen the Golden Rose in recent years has been the, the key lead-up for the Caulfield Guineas. But it does show up as a really interesting two-horse showdown and... An interesting factor is both horses are still in the acceptances for the Labrokes Cox Plate. We know three-year-olds have a great record in the Labrokes Cox Plate. We've talked about this year where it, it might not be the uh, wait for age ranks, certainly not as strong as uh, as they've been in, in past years. So could this be the, the right year to, to run a three-year-old in the Labrokes Cox Plate and uh, be the first three-year-old to win the race since our friend Seamus Award? I made a little bit of mail, actually, that uh, Stepati is unlikely to go in that direction. It might be more inclined to, if you're playing futures, a certain straight race at Flemington. Um, but militarised moods, militarised in a Cox Plate, that, that, he looks like he might be perfectly suited to that sort of race. Yeah, well, let's get to the guineas first. But like we've said, uh, there seems to be a lack of depth in our uh, middle... Uh, distance staying, uh, middle distance ranks full stop uh, at wait for age when we've got uh, a few of the same olds belting around and uh, and uh, eight-year-old from Hong Kong 
dominating the markets uh, that hasn't raced outside his bubble. So I think I think if you got any three-year-old with a mile-plus promise, you'd probably be ludicrous not to consider it to, to some degree. But uh, ultimately, the maturity and the ability of the horses will dictate that path. But I think it would be on the table for any cult, and not only any cult, any filly for that matter. What about the Veng Seng Club that we just breezed over? What What is the Veng Seng Club, uh, Peter, that you've been to some lunch and enjoyed the salubrious surrounds of a Melbourne establishment? Who, who was there? I'll cut, to, I'll, I'll cut to it quick. It's a club for elite sportsmen, uh, Anthony, so it's something you've probably never become a member of. And, right. uh, and we, we gather in Melbourne uh, on a monthly basis and enjoy one another's companies. Which, which, which elite sportsman invited you, given that you wouldn't get there under qualification? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was actually it had a bit of a sad overtone to it because uh, one of our great members, Ron Barassi, uh, Ronald Dale Barassi, passed away uh, very recently. And uh, um, at uh, 50, uh, what am I, 53? 53, I think I'm the youngest member, to be honest. Oh, there might be a couple in there that snuck in lately. <laughs> But uh, no, just a, just a bit of a sporting club for people to get together and enjoy. I dare say your lungs don't look 53 moods, but uh, we'll move on. Uh, the Everest market has taken a shake-up, no doubt. What, Rain what about Rain Man talking about it? What about Rain Man talking about alligator blood? Mitho rudely cut him off there before. Come on, Rain Man, give us your alligator blood. We, we, he was so tough once again, the uh, the gator. We, we love him. He's one of our favourites uh, on the podcast, and he was just there in the Underwood Stakes, back-to-back wins now. Uh, Damien Oliver back winning Group 1 races. And he ran well in the Ludbrokes Cox Plate last year, the Gator. I'm not sure. He's certainly not an out-and-out 2,000-metre horse. But under the right conditions, on the right day at Mooney Valley, on a, a Mooney Valley track that is uh, potentially quite firm, on a firm deck where leaders are definitely getting advantage, <coughs> you can certainly see Alligator Blood running a sneaky race in a Ludbrokes Cox Plate. I would love nothing, I would love nothing more than to see Damien Oliver win a Ludbrokes Cox Plate on Alligator Blood. It would be a fitting, fitting way for him to go out on top. Bless well, I think we're going to get some fan tracks this spring because uh, the El Nino is uh, said to be in, in full effect. So I think we'll be looking at good weather and good tracks. Back to the Everest Giga Kick, of course, now out for the spring. That one and only run he'll have will be the McEwen. He was going to go second up into the Everest, a la I Wish I Win. It, it, it does make for a shake-up in that market, Rayman. And are we seeing the Peter Moody, Catherine Coleman train star as a favourite or has someone else snuck right up the top? I wish I win is currently the favourite for the Everest. Think about it was favourite for a, a cup of tea on um, uh, Saturday afternoon. But I think common sense has prevailed now. And I wish I win is back on top of the market. Think about it returns to the races in the Premier Stakes uh, on Saturday. And it's $1.90 favourite for that race. Now $4.50 for the Everest. Private Eye on the third line of betting at $7. Budos Nachos, $10. We've had Cylinder confirmed for the race this week is $11. In Seeker confirmed for the race this week as well is $15. So I wish I win at the moment is favourite for the Everest. That could change on Saturday. If think about it, comes out and wins the Premier Stakes in impressive fashion. He could go back to the top of betting. But at this stage, it's uh, I wish I win on, on top of the pot. No pressure, Moots. No pressure. You're going to make your mark in Sydney this weekend, hopefully, and then uh, just kick on from there. You'll be making yeah, speeches no. at the Van Seng Club before too long. <laughs> no, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, we eat pressure for uh, 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner down at Moody Coleman Racing. Is this a, I, I, look? I don't want to yeah. pot it. I don't want to pot it. But where are we at with the Everest? Um, obviously, Mitho, you haven't got a horse in line for it, so uh, it's worth the same amount of money as the Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup, no, no, Cox no. Plate I, collectively. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, as a race, <laughs> let's take away, let's strip it back in the bullshit New South Wales versus Victorian prize money pile on yeah, and what it's worth and how many people are going to turn up and how many fucking DJs are going to be there and the whole, just the race. I'm just, I'm just a fraction underwhelmed. What's the market look like, what? Rain Man? Like there's some horses there that I, they're just not really tickling my fancy. The best printers in the country aren't tickling your fancy. No, what? So oh, well. give us the market. Like, I, I wish I win. Sim- favorite. Think about yeah. it. The I wish I win. Maybe the most exciting horse in the country. Think about it. The progressive sprinter on the scene went bang, bang, bang during the Brisbane winter. Private what Eye should have won. The, what did, arguably should have won. Well, won a it won a Stradbroke handicap. Anthony, one of our great races. Yeah. And I'll be damned if you're going to be bad mouthing the Stradbroke handicap. Sometimes yeah. I think you go too far, Mitho, and now you've done it. If you're having a crack at the Stradbroke handicap, then we might have a, a few issues. Private Eye, second in the second in the the race last year. Uh, Buenos Nachos, a, a very exciting progressive silo, uh, sprinter, cylinder, what's, what's, what's uh, a classy three-year-old what, what, colt. What's he won? The Buenos Nachos. It's not about winning every race, uh, Mitho. Oh, he's he's okay. a progressive sprinter that ha- he hasn't won a Group One, but he's won, run some really uh, really nice races on the way up. In secrets, a new market handicap winner. Overpass won that won the Clocker. I don't know more, more more you want. I know what you and, want. And, and want a Overpass beat Australia's best horse in the Clocker, uh, according to you right. last week. Mitho, yeah. you're in a bad mood because your horse ran awful this afternoon. You don't have a run in the Everest. You don't have a, a, a shot to fire in these pop-up races. So now you're getting on your little anti-pop-up horse again. No, last year I you were singing just... at you were last year you were captain pop-up race because you had a few runners. I am just <laughs> simply asking the question. This field is a fraction underwhelming. Like I wish I win. What? Yeah, like he's a boom horse. I and and not just because moods change the thing. He's a boom horse. Everyone, you know, loves the story. Bent leg, came over New Zealand, blah, blah, blah. Like, we like it. But there's there's a lot of these horses in this race that just don't haven't had their their wow moment at, through their career yet. And we're supposed to sort of turn up. I, I was expecting to see a field of wow horses. This is going to be a, you know, and in years gone by, perhaps we've been spoiled by Horses like Nature Strip and Eduardo clashes and horses that have been wow. I just don't. Well, I'm not feeling the well, wow. We've got to move on, and like you said last week, arguably, and I will say arguably, Amelia's Jewel. Like she's raced in a bubble at Shitpot, Idaho, for the last yeah. two years, and and she's had one run and beat a benchmark eighty four horse in a Group Two in Melbourne the other day, and she's all of a sudden Australia's best horse. Well, we've got to move on in the sprinting ranks as well. Nature Strip's 28 years old and Eduardo was 29. So they were allowed to be retired after their 200 and 300th start. And Giga Kick's not there because something went amiss with him, unfortunately. And yeah. uh, you got a market headed by the list that Rain Man's just given you. So I'm not sure what you're expecting to be there. So it's obviously a bit of a new wave to come well, through, Anthony. No, I'm asking, like, there's a there's a, quite a few horses here, Rain Man, that haven't won Group 1 races that have been take that spots have been taken by. And I'm just wondering where all the Group One winning sprinters are. There, where are they? 
as we, as we said, I wish I win. I wish I win has won a group one. Uh, in Secret has won a group one. Think About It has won a group one. Private Eye is a group one winner. Um, Bunos Notches has never really even had a chance in group one. He's a, a, a progressive sprinter. Overpass uh, didn't win in group one, but has won a, a pop-up race. Giga Kick uh, is injured. And uh, yeah. Nature Strip won a lot of the group ones in previous years, and he's been retired. It's a it's a new guard. I think it's an okay. exciting addition of the Everest because I, 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 much as I love Nature Strip and Eduardo, it did get a little tiresome, them battling it out in these group one sprints. So it's a new guard. It's a, it's a changing of the guard in the sprinting race. And I personally think this is uh, one of the most exciting additions of the Everest that we've ever seen. And last year when Giga Kick won, he wasn't expected of that. He was just coming through the ranks and all of a sudden, bam, he's he's the best sprinter in the country. So we've got to give it a chance. Sunshine in Paris went out today, so that loses extra bit of sex appeal there as well. But you're right. We'll see. We'll see what your feelings are after the race. It's only a few weeks away, Mitho. We've got to move on. We've got to take a break. We've got a lot of races to talk this weekend. Experience Melbourne's most unique Friday night out. Kick off the long weekend at the Valley on Friday, September 29, with the launch of Labrooks Friday Night Lights from AFL Grand Final League. The star sprinters will clash in the Charter Keck Kramer Moya Stakes, the only Group 1 run under lights in Australia. Off the track, there's live music, appearances from AFL stars, vibrant bars and delicious food options. Nothing beats a night out at the Valley. It's where excitement lives after dark. Book your tickets online and save. Visit thevalley.com.au. Group 1 Racing kicks off on Friday night under the Friday night lights at Mooney Valley. It is the Moya Stakes Rain Man. I'd imagine you'll be there and you probably would have got free tickets to the grand final on Saturday as well off the back of it. Uh, what is the market, though, for all the Group 1 Moya? I will not be in attendance at the uh, the Moya Stakes on Friday night. The first time uh, in non-COVID interrupted years, I, I haven't been at the race since 2017. But I've got a Bucks party uh, on, in this weekend, so I'll be staying in Brisbane. But I'll still be watching every race at the Valley. It's one of the great uh, nights at the races, Moya Stakes night, and one of the great sprint races in Australia, the Moya Stakes. Imperatories is the favourite, $1.75. Uncommon James, the ugly plate winner, $6. Bit of specking early for Asfura, it's $6. Rothfire, $7.50. They're the horses at single-figure odds. Uh, Imperatories is, she is the, probably the horse that we would like to see in the Everest that would add what Mitha was saying, add maybe a little, another element of excitement to the race is Imperatories. But oh, I think oh, if, uh, if we can, we, it could be a better race then. Oh, yeah. Well, if you we, threw Imperatories in there, yes, I would agree. It would be a slightly better race, but it's still a great race regardless. A uh, really good piece on Labroke's social media channels at the moment about Imperatories and why Connections have made the decision to bypass the Everest and instead target the Moya Stakes, the Labroke's, uh, Manicato Stakes and the Champion Sprint as well. But her first up win in the McEwen Stakes was one of the most visually impressive wins that I've seen in some time. And she backed it up on the clock as well, breaking the 1,000-metre track record at Mooney Valley, which was previously held by a pretty fast horse in the form of Nature Strip. So Imperatrice, in my opinion, one of the best horses in Australia and New Zealand. $1.75 is short, but I think she's deserving of that mark. I think she'll win the Moya Stakes. I think she could potentially win all three of those Group 1 sprints in Victoria. I think she is a star. That first up run, like you said, Rayman, was very, very impressive. And it's it's hard to see them turning the tables uh, this time in. She's going to be obviously better for the run. And uh, it's a, it just sets up so well for her. I'm not sure I want to take $1.75 about any horse when it comes to the Mooney Valley sometimes. I think, it, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. But uh, look, she's certainly uh, a deserved favourite, and I think she should be winning this one, that's for sure. Did anyone else get sort of, um, when Rayman was talking about going to a Bucks party, get the hangover sort of vibes there? And for a 
Rain Man might end up without pants and a monkey doing sort of violent things to him at some stage at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> back to back bucks. I, I survived a bucks party last weekend. I go again on the quick backup this week. Uh, oh, it's you tempting it's, fate. It's it, it's it's easier to do when you drink zero alcohol beers, though. Yeah, <laughs> that this is true. Imperatrice for me. I'm uncommon, James. Uh, Imperatrice, Imperatrice, well, enorm- sure. <laughs> uh, enormous first up. Just wondering whether she can back that up. Uh, second up, same track and same trip. Just looking for something fresh and a bit different. I thought the Queenslanders, Uncommon James and Rothfire might fight it out. Imperatrice will be super through the line. Just wondering whether she might want 1,200. Wouldn't be taking the shorts. Her record suggests she'll be better over 1200. Hey, we just get a word in a word. Will Amelia's jewel win the stock stake? She's a dollar 35 favorite on Lad Bikes. Rain Man, yes, but I wouldn't be taking the price. I'm the same, Mitho. Yeah, I'd, I'd take any price, yeah. Just, yep. just light up. The more you bet, the more you win. Yep, move on responsibly. Okay, let's go up to Sydney. Let's uh, let's go mm. to. The flight stakes. Uh, let's have a look at this one, Rayman, because uh, I think um, I think Peter's got a couple of runners in this. Moods uh, doesn't have a, a single runner at Mornington on Saturday, but has uh, a, a few runners going around in Sydney, including a couple here in the flight stakes. The favourite is Tis Invincible, who's been dominant during the Princess Series so far. She's the $2.50 favourite. Kamachi on the second line of betting at $5.50. Moods has got Molly Nickers at $8.50 and Autumn Angel there at $31.00. I think the uh, the obvious form is the right form here with Tiz Invincible. Has just gone bang, bang, bang. All three race starts this preparation and, and looks like a filly that should have no problem handling the 1,600 metres of the flight stakes. I think she's been more impressive every time we've seen her at the races. Like her, her most impressive win was her most recent win in the T-Rose stakes. And the way she put away a relatively similar field was pretty impressive. So I think she's deserving of her status as the clear favourite here. The wide barrier draw doesn't worry me at all. I think at two dollars fifty, uh, she's one of the best bets on the uh, of, of the day. So number one, Tis Invincible, the clear pick for me in the flight stakes. Seeing a pretty similar Raymond, just really weighing up whether it's the Sydney form or the Melbourne form. That Sydney form, it's got to be Tis Invincible. As you said, it was a pretty much uh, the same field that she meets here, and and she probably meets them, a lot of them better at, at the weights. So there's no reason to say she won't run the mile. Uh, I've got to be with her. The wide draw, the way she was able to work through. Um, the pack in that last run and show that turn of foot at the end. You know, she might have to take her medicine a little bit, but she's got that turn of foot to go around them at the end. So uh, I'm interested to hear um, Moods' uh, thoughts on Molly Nickers because she wasn't that far off Charmstone last night and then Charmstone wasn't that far off militarised uh, on the weekend. So um, if she gets the trip, um, and she's by Piero, so she should, um, she might be a chance and the value bet at $8.50. You said there's no reason why uh, um, the favourite here, Tis Invincible, won't get the trip, but there is one, and it's her father. Um, I'm Invincible don't tend to be getting further than 1,400 metres, and I think that's why you're getting the, the, the $2.50, right, man? For, for mine, I think she's she's bred to be the, the, the sprinter maybe at a stretch a mile, um, maybe against her own, own age group and her own sex, which is what she gets here. So she's a deserved favourite at six to four, uh, $2.50. But um, I reckon um, as an each way bet, I'm going to um, just have something each way on Tropical Squall. Um, drawn well. Um, don't mind its recent form. Um, it'll be me each way at the 750.
it is invincible. Obviously, the one to beat. Sometimes your three-year-olds can get away out of their uh, distance range, own sex, own grade. Uh, certainly the horse to beat. I'm going up there very confident with Molly Nickers. I think this filly's in real good shape. Uh, I think uh, inside draw, she's going to need a little bit of luck in running, but I think she'll run extremely well and fly the Victorian flag in good order. Autumn Angel, some doubt that she will make the trip. She's going very well, but I'll also have her engaged in the stut stakes at Mooney Valley on Friday night, and there's every possibility she might take on the boys there. But uh, I'm, I'm sticking fat with the stable, Molly Nickers, uh, to roll the favourite, Tis Invincible. The Epsom Handicap is the next race we're going to look at, Rayman, and uh, one for the bookies, you'd imagine, because uh, there's chances everywhere. It's a very competitive race, this one, Roger. I've got a feeling that Moods might be bringing out the pineapple. The favourite is the inevitable, and he's the market mover as well. Been well-backed early, the Tasmanian Tiger, $9 into $6.50. Hoping your heart on the second line of betting at $8.50. Kovalika, $9. Moods does have a runner here as well. Pounding has been $15 into $13 to win the Epson. Uh, it's a very open race. There's probably not a horse in this race where I'd try to talk you out of it. But the horse I do like here is Converge, currently $12 with Labrokes. Has been a very long time since he won. He's certainly not a out-and-out -out winner, but he is a very good horse on his day. He's won the Randwick. He beat Animo to win the Randwick Guineas over this track and distance last year. Uh, I really liked what he did first up there in the, the Theo Mark Stakes. Uh, Sorry, the Bill Ritchie first up. I think he should take good improvement from that performance. And on his day, I do think he is the best horse in this race. So if he can bring his best, then Converge is the horse to beat at $12. Yeah, I think the answer is probably a pineapple, but, um, uh, and the bookies clearly think that too. I'm going to go with the favourite, and I use that term loosely, but hope in your heart. In the autumn has formed, you know, around some horses that we've been talking about. So far this spring, fourth in the Cornwall behind Espiona, of course, won again on the weekend, fourth in the Doncaster behind Brightside, beaten a little over a length. And first up this prep, a length uh, and a, in finishing third behind Pericles, over 1,400 in the tramway. So one one from five to 1,500, but it has finished second three times. So uh, I think that's enough for me to side with hope in your heart in this one. Yeah, it's a, it's a handicap, tough race. Um, very excited to have Pounding in there, a horse that we bred and still part own at Rosemont with Wiley Dalziel and partners. And um, he's going super. Um, draw could have been a fraction kinder, but uh, I'll be interested to hear what Moods thinks of tactics here. Um, I bet as much as $61 pre-post here. So um, into the $13, uh, some lucky punters, including one over the ditch called Brendan McCallum, might have snapped up a bit of the 61 bucks earlier in the week when I was chatting to him. So um, good luck to him on his birthday. So a birthday cheerio to Baz. Um, uh, I reckon he'll run well pounding. He's, he's got the talent. Kovalika scares the hell out of me. I think it's a very talented horse that uh, can bob up here. But um, second up, first up, we didn't get much of a read on the horse. Uh, second up, this will be this will be certainly one of the grand finals for this horse through the spring. So um, you would expect that uh, Waller would have this horse wound up for this. So that'd be my saver if it's not pounding. Moods. Yeah, well, I'm actually in full agreement with you there, Anthony. I thought Kovalika was the horse to beat in what appears to be an extremely open Epson. It is year in, year out since uh, the likes of Winks and that aren't going around. Um, and I think Kovalika is the horse to beat. I think he's been aimed at this race as a possible uh, win and you're into the Cox Plate probably. Uh, and it's, it's a path that Chris Waller tried many years ago with the great Winks. 
So uh, I'd be very watchful of Kovalika. Pounding goes there in the best possible order. He's in great order, this horse. I thought he arguably should have won the Fian at his last start. Uh, probably a bit of a blessing that he didn't. He's nicely weighted in the Epson. He takes a, a big weight drop from weight for age, back to handicaps, and I think he's ready to run the race of his life. So uh, certainly include pounding each way, but Kovalika the one to beat for me. The Metropolitan is the final race we're going to look at this evening, or this evening for us, depends when you're listening to it. Rayman, take us through the market for this one, another short price favourite. Yeah, the opposite to the Epson here, Rog. Just Fine is a dominant favourite. $1.65. It was outstanding last start. Mr. Waterville on the second line of betting at $9.50. They're the only two horses here at single-figure odds. And Just Fine just profiles absolutely perfectly for this race. Gets in with no weight on its back. Curries just 50 kilos. It was outstanding last start in the Kingston town. Uh, Bolted in by two lengths, eased down. Could have won by even further. Uh, meets a lot of its rivals. They're better at the weights in, in this contest. So... Uh, it, it ticks just about every box for the Metropolitan here just fine. And I think it is deserving of its status as a, a clear favourite at $1.65. I'm going to give you a same race multi here, punches. I don't normally tip out the same race multi, but I think there's a bit of this is a race where the same race multi does offer a little bit of value. So I'm with just fine to win at the $1.65. I think Benno is a, a group one place getter at this track and distance. I think I like it to run top three. It's currently paying $3.90 to finish in the placings. And I like Spirit Ridge, who'll go forward and make its own luck to run top four. It's paying $4.80, finish top four. That same race multi will get you $41. I think it's a good chance of getting up on Saturday. I'm just going to go with just fine. Uh, absolutely deserving favourite, should win it. Uh, I'm not taking the odds of buck fifty, but I'll tell you what, you'd have a small little multi about with the four shorties over the weekend and just um, maybe get about five bucks. Hope they all get up. Can I say I don't care? Yeah, well, I, just, sure. I, I do not. I do not care about the Metrop with a dollar sixty-five favourite in it, and a bunch of stayers that, you know, half of them with the overseas suffix on their name. I, I just don't care. Um, well, I think just fine. Obviously, the horse to beat form is phenomenal. I think the big improver will be one with a international suffix beside its name is the New Zealand uh, ATC Derby winner, Major Beal. Uh, trained by Waterhouse Bot, obviously. Uh, I thought he would be a big improver in this race. Um, I think uh, Timmy Clark will put him into the race a bit more. He controlled the ATC derby. It'll be interesting tactics here because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, just fine control from the front last start. Is that right, boys? That's and right. Major Be and Major Beal at a mile and a half control from the front in the ATC derby. And... Uh, they're both Waterhouse bot horses, so it'll be interesting to see what gets the option of uh, taking it up here. Um, but I think Major Beal would be a big improver if he uh, sits up on the pace and maybe pressures his more fancy stable mate. Experience the best 24 hours of racing action and entertainment at the legendary Ladbrokes Cox Plate Carnival. It's spring after dark on Ladbrokes Cox Plate Eve, with a night of fun under lights headlined by the Ladbrokes Mooney Valley Gold Cup. Plus, ARIA award-winning DJ Will Sparks will keep the party going after the races. Then Saturday, it's a massive day of Group 1 racing headlined by Australia's best race, the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. Friday 27th and Saturday 28th of October. Tickets from just $30. Book now at coxplate.com.au. Best bets time, Rayman, take the new ball for our grand final weekend best. 
I'm at Rainwick Race 5, number one, the Dulcify Stakes here, Rog. I like Tom Kitten to bounce back here. First up was a, a very impressive winner in the up-and-coming stakes. And second up in the Ming Dynasty quality was beaten as a short price favourite, but had no luck in running whatsoever. I mean, going pure class, he's got a big edge over the rest of this field. He ran really nice closing sectionals in that last start defeat as well. And the form coming out of that race is actually stacked up fairly well. So I don't think this is a particularly strong edition of the Dulcify Stakes. I think Tom Kidden will be too classy for these. That's Randwick Race 5, number one. I'm going to go to the track in Jollymont, Melbourne, known as the MCG. I'm going to go Collingwood, 1-39, to Pendlebury, anytime goal scorer, and Jamie Elliott to kick three or more goals in a... Uh, a little same-game multi for grand final weekend. Three or more for Jamie Elliott? Yep. All right. There's no way. We'll see. That's the worst tip there's ever been on Moody on the mic, and we've had some shockers. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – we've got um, Skidder Marink uh, running Mornington last race on uh, Saturday. Um, she let us down a bit uh, there at Flemington down the straight. Was looking for the bend, I reckon. Um, so – um, she's five bucks in the Ladbrokes market. You can have something each way on her. Mornington race eight, number two. Uh, and pounding around a big race in the Epsom. And he's each way odd, so why not him? Sounds like a plan, doesn't it? Um, pretty quiet weekend for the boutique stable. A uh, couple of runners at the Valley Friday night uh, in Papali, who takes on the mighty Amelia's Duel. Um, you know, she's an each way hope. Uh, been racing consistently, I suppose. She's as good a hope as any, running second or third behind Amelia's duel. Autumn Angel, uh, if she takes a place in the Sut Stakes, it's to be confirmed tomorrow morning with connections. I expect her to run very well there, and which means well, she will be withdrawn from the flight stakes in Sydney, where I think my best of the weekend comes up. Molly Nickers, uh, the stablemate uh, in the flight stakes. Uh, race six, horse seven, Molly Nickers. I think she's there to run extremely well. And uh, pounding, we've touched on in the Epson. Uh, he's going to need a little bit of luck from a worse than midfield draw, but he's going very, very well, this gelding, and I expect him to run very big also. But my best for the weekend, Molly Nickers, race six, horse seven at Ranwick. Good luck, good punting. Go the Lions Saturday. Go the Broncos Sunday. And let fast horses run fast, even though Mitho doesn't think there's too many fast horses in Australia at the moment. Let broke it.